listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or the World Watch List, you can visit our website at opendoorscanada.org. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to the World Watch Weekly Podcast. My name is Nicolette and today I'm here with Andrew and we're going to take a look at the country of Mali. Uh, Mali is number 24 on the 2022 World Watch List. Mali is a large country in the northwestern part of Africa. Um, if you found yourself in the northern part of Mali, you'd be surrounded by the Sahara Desert, and in the south, you'd experience a more tropical climate with wet and dry seasons. Throughout the whole country, uh, you can expect to hear the language of Bambara, the indigenous tongue that's replacing colonial French as the official language of the country. Like most countries in northern Africa, the majority religion is Islam. The country itself is officially secular, with freedom of religion enshrined in its constitution. For Christians, persecution is largely present as a result of extremist activity outside the bounds of the constitution. To understand why this is the case, let's uh, let's go back a few years. Yeah, so Mali was established as an independent country in 1960 after a long period of French colonialism. Uh, for the first part of its existence, Mali experimented with uh, single-party governance and mil- military rule until a new constitution was adopted in 1992, and that transitioned it into a democratic state. Then after that, for 20 years, Mali was seen as an exemplary African nation in terms of protecting civil and political rights and giving, it, giving a voice to its people um, because speech was free. But that all changed in 2012, uh, when groups of rebels and Islamic extremists banded together in an attempt to take over. They overran government forces and took control of several cities and a sizable portion of the northern part of Mali. A subsequent military coup ousted the democratically elected government, and the turmoil in Mali began. Now, there was some pushback. In 2013, the previous civilian government was reinstated and they were able to reclaim some of the territory that had been occupied by the rebels. A ceasefire was granted between the two sides, and there was a a tenuous peace. However, that government was never able to regain full control over the country. The leader, President Kuta, remained in power, but a significant portion of northern Mali remained, in essence, under extremist control. Now, we fast forward all the way to 2020, President Kuta had won another term in government, but he was ousted by a group of soldiers who claimed that the coup saved the country of Mali from sliding into chaos. They promised to hold new elections, but when military leader Asimi Goita named himself leader, that promise was moot. In 2022 then, Mali finds itself under military leadership after the elected leader was deposed and the North remains influenced by radicals. Jihadist activity is growing more common throughout the rest of the country after the military government was established. The government's inability to contain the situation has caused demonstrations against the government and 
a growing feeling of lawlessness in the country as a whole. The state of lawlessness mixed with the extremist influence has created a volatile situation. For Christians, the situation is is fraught with difficulties. Ten years ago, when the radicals took over the North, the existing churches were burned and Christians were forced to flee. Decades of peace and freedom were overturned. Now, some of these Christians have returned home under the hope of government protection, but the trauma they endured still remains. Yeah, it's also really important to note that Christians are not the only ones in danger. The extremist groups target the vulnerable population, which includes not only religious minorities, but ethnic minorities and the poor. Militant groups are known to target girls specifically for forced marriages, and vulnerable men and boys are forcibly recruited for army forces. In those cases, when Christians are attacked, they are often forced to convert to Islam. To illustrate what it's like to live as a Christian in Mali, we wanted to share the story of Naomi. Naomi was raised by her uncle after her father died. Her uncle enrolled her in a Christian school, despite being Muslims. But this was not unusual at the time. The Christian schools offered good education, and and in the 1980s, when this was happening, Muslims and Christians lived fairly harmoniously. Now, her uncle didn't account for the fact that she might be influenced by Christianity. Around the age of 12, Naomi was openly speaking of Jesus as her savior, and this was infuriating. Her uncle kicked her from the home, and she was on her own. A Christian missionary family took her in and loved her well, teaching her about Jesus and helping her grow in her faith. Naomi ended up marrying a Christian man, but unfortunately her life did not get easier. Her family still hated the fact that she had converted, and they made a point of harassing her. Meanwhile, over the years, the influence of Islamist extremism was growing in Mali. Naomi remembers, and she says, More than once, my family sent jihadists to my house to kill us, or at least intimidate us. Their plans never worked, but one day while my husband was on a business trip, he was gunned down. He was killed for his faith and for marrying an ex-Muslim. To this day, I have no idea what happened to his body. After the death of her husband, Naomi continued to care for their three sons, but in 2012, things took a turn for the worse. Mali experienced the extremist rebellion, and northern Mali, where Naomi lived, was attacked. Terrorists ravaged the country, destroying homes and killing people. Naomi took her sons and fled to the city of Timbuktu, hoping that they would be safe along with thousands of other displaced people, but the extremists were following. The jihadists attacked Timbuktu, and Naomi's oldest son, Yusuf, was abducted. He was held captive for two days, beaten and whipped, and then released. He returned to his mother, traumatized. The family chose to flee south to the capital city of Bamako. Open Doors partners were able to connect with her and provide her with an apartment. She said this help came just at the right time. It brought a huge sigh of relief. Even then, she faced new struggles. Her sisters had also fled to Bamako, but they had not stopped criticizing Naomi's faith. In an attempt to love her enemies, Naomi invited her sisters to live with her and her sons in their apartment. 
It took a long time, but slowly her sisters stopped showing her hatred. Even though they don't share her faith, their relationship has begun to heal. Naomi has also been able to begin a business to support her family, selling fabric and jewelry for wedding dresses. Making ends meet isn't easy, but Naomi continues to trust God for all her needs. And so we want to take some time to end our podcast, as we always do, in prayer. And here are some things that we want to pray for today. We want to pray for believers like Naomi and Mally, who are struggling to live out their faith in a difficult situation. Pray for them to be given strength and courage to continue following Jesus. We also want to pray for the situation in Mali to improve. We want to pray that uh, political instability is replaced with peace and that the harmony that used to define Mali would return. And we also want to pray for those Christians and non-Christians who have been displaced by violent activity. Pray for, pray for provision for their needs and for the opportunity to safely return home. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come before you on behalf of the people of Mali, on behalf of our brothers and sisters in that nation, God, and we ask that you would work. God, we think of Naomi. God, we thank you for her faithfulness and her courage to follow you. God, we pray for others like her. God, that they would have the strength and the courage to continue to follow Jesus, even as they face struggles, even as it's hard to and difficult to live out their life as a Christian because of persecution, because of discrimination, because of a family who is pressuring them. God, I pray that you would give them strength and courage. May the church grow in Mali as more and more continually stand strong in their faith in you. God, we think of the political situation in Mali, God, and we ask that peace uh, would come to this nation, Father God, that a, a stable government would be put in place that would rule fairly and justly, that would look out for the needs of all of its citizens, Father God, and put uh, the nation first, uh, and the people of the nation first, Father God. We ask that this nation would, would have improved government, God, and that you would work in that situation, God. We also think of those who have been displaced, God, by the violence. God, we ask that you would Provide for them, God's safety and safe place to live. Provide them a way to return home, God. We ask that you would strengthen our brothers and sisters in this nation, God. We pray for uh, Christians who feel isolated and alone. May they know that they're not forgotten. We pray for uh, Christians in the nation who are, are who are seeking to tell others the good news of Jesus. We pray, Father, that you would uh, give them wisdom to know who is ready to hear. Uh, the gospel. God, we ask that you would speak uh, your life, breathe your life into the church in this nation. God, may it continue to grow and may many come to faith in Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the World Watch Weekly Podcast. We hope it was informative and helpful and that you feel encouraged to pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters around the world. If you have any questions or any topics that you'd like us to cover on the podcast, please feel free to email us at podcast at odcan.org. And you can also follow us on social media to get updates about what's happening around the world. Our handle is Open Doors Canada on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. 
Thanks again for listening in, and we hope you will join us again next week. God bless. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Your prayers are strengthening Christians where faith costs the most. You can always find more ways to pray at our website, opendoorscanada.org, or by following us on social media at Open Doors Canada. Thank you.